Welcome to the Event Tech Podcast, where we explore the ever-evolving world of event technology every week. This show is brought to you by Endless Events, the event AV company that doesn't suck. Now, let's talk tech. Welcome back, everybody, to the Event Tech Podcast. This is Will Kern from Endless Events, back here again with another episode. And, you know, this one I don't want to take a long time to set up and because I think that it's a common problem that is on the forefront of every single person who's planning a conference or uh, exhibits um, or sponsors. And I want to get dive straight in because our guest is the master when it comes to this sort of stuff. Um, so I want to dive into it. But the question becomes with this move from us being purely in person to now creating a full um, virtual events and hybrid events, how do you create awesome uh, exhibitor experiences? And uh, my guest today is Matthew Funge, uh, who is just an absolutely incredible, uh, you know, director and founder um, of Your Stand Builder, which is, you know, we'll talk a little bit about at the end. We're going to come back to that, but we got to get to the issue at hand, which is how do we create these awesome uh, exhibitions when it comes to it. But Matthew, welcome to the Event Tech Podcast. Excited to have you here today. Thank you very much. I'm looking forward to it. Thanks for having me. Awesome. So, 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 Matthew, let's let's dive straight on in. So, um, the world has been told that we can't meet in person, and you know, even moving forward, people are going to be looking at creating hybrid experiences. How have exhibitions and exhibition stands changed starting in 2020 and moving on? Yeah. So, uh, as we all know, from pretty much the early stages of 2020 until now, um, there pretty much haven't been any exhibition stands because events have, have stopped um, due to the the regulations and due to the precautions uh, related to COVID. Um, events have stopped. So, exhibition stands have stopped. We've not been able to gather together as we usually would at, at trade shows. Um, and that's forced us into a different way of thinking and a different approach with regards to events and event marketing because obviously trade shows they're a, a huge marketing channel for so many companies around the world and when they were just taken away so suddenly um, there was a real urgency to find an alternative way of reaching their customers as they would usually at these regular annual events um, and that's that's kind of where we're at there have been new technologies developed that maybe even were developed before COVID, but they've been accelerated or other technologies have been developed very, very quickly throughout this last six months or so. Um, but yeah, we, we've got new technologies coming out. There are new innovative ways of approaching this. And it seems as if almost every event that's happening online at the moment has some form of new feature, some form of new interactivity that's that's getting ever ever closer to all the big advantages we know about physical events but i don't think we're quite there yet and i think there's more that can be done and and probably is being done behind the scenes but it's it's interesting to keep track of it and see how we are progressing definitely i'm super you know excited for um, you know, all that, yeah, the technologies which we didn't even know existed and now are like growing so fast when it comes to this. What, what is a, uh, you know, what sort of technologies have you really, really excited, uh, really excited you when it comes to uh, creating these uh, exhibition experiences online? Um, what sort of stuff has gotten you kind of like jazzed up? You're like, oh, heck yeah, uh, when it comes to this. Yeah, so um, I think that more recently there are new technologies coming out that are maybe still in development stage, which I'm really looking forward to. Uh, the early events that I was attending back in, in March this year, they were almost kind of like 
fancy versions of just webinars it was video presentation and a load of attendees listening so there wasn't too much really to get excited about about those they were more functional than anything else i think as we're moving forward we're seeing like 3d trade show platforms where you can have a virtual version of your stand and things like that which is is getting slightly closer to what we're used to in terms of a physical trade show um but i'm also seeing as well there are elements of uh VR, virtual reality, AR as well, coming in whereby you actually are starting to see almost like 3D avatars of people that are being developed to interact with one another so that you can try and incorporate some of that human interaction element that we have when we attend these events in person. So I'm excited to see where they go because I think the future, uh, looking forward, maybe 10, maybe 20 years from now, will be that kind of thing in terms of virtual events where maybe we do have uh vr headsets and we can interact face to face albeit online um and i think we're slowly moving towards that but i don't think we're quite there yet but that that's something that has me really excited because i think that has huge potential to really transform virtual uh events and, and bring them more in line with the the physical events that we prefer um for the most part around the industry I, I have to agree. I think VR and yeah, the AR stuff is going to be really, really cool. The, the the times where we can really, you know, sit down and experience a product, you know, in a virtual sense or, you know, talk to someone in a virtual sense, uh, it definitely is a lot more compelling than I think some of the other offers that we're starting to see. But I think it's interesting that you bring up kind of the, the, the 3D um, walk-in kind of experience spaces that you're kind of seeing um, on here as well. Are you a fan, not a fan? What's kind of like your pro opinion of these like, hey, we're going to make it so you literally are clicking around an exhibit hall and you see these, like three-dimensional exhibit halls or whatever, things like that. Fan or not fan? Um, I'm unsure at the moment. I I like the concept behind it because <laughs> I think it's a lot better than just uh, essentially watching a webinar on Zoom or, or another platform. Um, I like how there's additional interactivity compared to just sitting and listening but at the same time i think there's a very fine line between it being professional and functional and bordering on being almost like a video game where you lose that complete sense of reality and it seems more like a gimmick than anything else so i'm a fan of the potential of it but i'm maybe not so much a fan of where it's at right now if that makes sense yeah, yeah, definitely. Like it, it, it's the exciting idea of what it could be, but it's not quite, yeah, quite there in any sort of way um, when it comes to it. What do you think is missing that is um, that you think wouldn't complete that experience? I think at the moment the the ones that I've certainly seen uh, seem to be a little bit too uh, unrealistic. Let's say so the avatars, the three D figures, whatever it is, or even the three D exhibition. Uh, halls, trade show halls that you see, they look very much like, as I said a minute ago, a video game. They look fake. They look virtual. They look as if they're just not real. Whereas I think in order to get to a point where they can be almost side by side a physical event, that realism is going to have to really come in and it's going to have to feel like you almost forget that you've got your, your VR headset on when you're attending these events because it is so lifelike, whereas I don't think we're anywhere near that stage yet. I think it's still very much a case of you can immediately and obviously tell that this is a, a fabricated virtual environment that you're stepping into. Yeah, definitely, definitely. If, 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 it definitely feels 
uncomfortable it almost feels like in some ways like it's forcing you instead of doing what you naturally feel at you feel like you have to break out of kind of your habits would you say like when it comes to the the, the what you're experiencing online right Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I think most of us who regularly go to trade shows, we know how to interact on the trade show floor. We know how to speak with visitors if you're an exhibitor or if you're, you know, the other way around as well. We know how to interact and that comes down to natural human interaction. We know how to socialize with people. We know how to build those relationships. Whereas when it's online, it just feels a little bit alien to us. We don't know how to approach it, even if it is kind of a face-to-face -face of some sort on a Zoom call, video call, whatever. It's still not the same. And I think as as human beings, we're not used to that. We've been thrown into it this year through reasons outside of our control. And we're all still learning how to feel comfortable with it. And from my experience in speaking to people who are involved in the industry, we're all kind of desperate to get back to those physical events in person because that's what we know. And humans are actually creatures of habit to a certain extent so we're learning as we go but i think you give almost anyone the opportunity to jump right back into physical events where they can speak to someone face to face and and they're going to take it immediately without any hesitation yeah i definitely i definitely agree i i love that point you brought up too that like the the naturalness of like yeah you walk in exhibit hall and that's why it just works right um when it comes to it what do you think that online and hybrid events can do to make their um you know stands uh feel more natural yeah um that's that's a really good question i think that's a question that a lot of these providers are kind of scratching their head about at the moment because uh, it's a race against time there's a lot of competition in the industry to launch these platforms and each one's trying to outdo the current competition in terms of realism and making it more comfortable i think that it's it's got to be a case of not being too much of a, a fancy show too much of kind of i don't think you should bombard your virtual exhibitions to stand with too many features i think there's a trap that some companies have fallen into mm -hmm. that i've seen online that because it's a virtual stand it perhaps doesn't cost anywhere near the same amount to have certain features on your stand um you know the the simplicity of adding extra features to a virtual stand is is uh much better than adding them to a physical stand so i think companies have kind of seen this and almost tried to compensate for the fact that it's not a physical event by just throwing every possible feature you could think of to a virtual stand and it just ends up being a little bit overwhelming a little bit overcrowding and you, they're almost trying to do too much on that exhibition stand because they feel they have to to make up for the fact that they can't see their customers or potential customers face to face whereas the best virtual stands that i've seen are actually quite simple in design they display the company branding they display the products or digital versions of the products and it, it just kind of gets straight to the point without trying to be too over the top which is a trap that I think a lot of people have fallen into and um, for long-term success in virtual events I think it's going to be more a case of approaching virtual exhibition stands as functional rather than a big show of the brand like a physical trade show booth or stand is. Oh man I think that's so smart too yeah the more simple it is 
the the be, fall into this trap, yeah, of trying to turn on all the features, right? Like it's like uh, just because uh, you've been given the Ferrari, you don't have to learn to turn on every single bell and whistle. Instead, first focus on the the accelerator and the brakes and things like yeah. that as well. Uh, man, I always get caught up doing car analogies, but yeah, I think you get kind of the idea, and I I, I do think that's very true because yeah, like sometimes people are like, oh yeah, I'm gonna put a thousand. I have the ability to put unlimited amount of videos. I'll just list ten different videos on here. Well, it's like, well, maybe you should pick one, the most impactful yeah. video. That's going to make the most amount of sense on here too. Kind of changing over a little bit too to start talking about the future. Um, And you know, a big part of what your guys' company does, which we'll definitely talk about. I'm teasing everybody on what you guys do because it's so (laughs) cool, and I want to talk about it at the at the end. But um, where do you see the future of hybrid exhibitions going? And you know, what do those start to look like in the future? Yeah, so I I'm very much of the opinion, as I think the the majority of the uh, exhibition trade show industry that that I'm in contact with, at least they they believe the same thing in that the virtual element, the online element of events that we've become so used to in the last six months is here to stay. It's it's not going to go away. It's not a case of when physical events begin again after this this current situation that virtual is going to disappear. It's going to be there, and it's going to be there on an ongoing basis in the future. What I think is going to be kind of the layout of that is that event organizers will primarily and will mainly focus on their physical event because that's what they're used to. That's what uh, they've done for so many years. That's their expertise. However, I do think that because of their experience with virtual events right now and the advantages that have been uncovered from virtual events, I think that there's always or almost always going to be this situation where a physical event always has an online or a virtual element of it as well to expand the audience. Because we've got to remember that even if there's a vaccine within the next six to 12 months, which hopefully there will be, not everyone is immediately going to have that confidence as a visitor to go and attend a large trade show where people from all over the world are attending and there's just going to be that hesitancy um and i think that's natural so the event organizers need to combat this they need to find a way to still reach that audience who are a little bit unsure on attending these events in person but at the same time running the events for those companies who are desperate to exhibit and the visitors who are desperate to get back to to seeing new innovations on a trade show floor so hybrid events will take the form of physical plus digital um i think the exact specifics of that are still going to be uh to be discovered and i think there's going to be a certain element of trial and error in that as well i don't think some organizers will get it right immediately um i think they'll be kind of back and forth over a cycle of maybe maybe even two or three years where they're trying to find that correct formula that correct combination of physical and digital um but I definitely think that going forward, every event, every large-scale event at least, is going to have both forms of uh, of event, physical and digital, side by side together. Um, and I think overall, that's going to be a good thing for the industry as a whole, because I, I think it's about time uh, that the industry came into the new digital age. In truth, I think the trade show industry is is a little bit behind many other industries around the world in terms of embracing technology and moving forward with the times. Um, if you go to a typical trade show, it probably doesn't look too different to it did 15 or 20 years ago. So I think it's a positive overall for the industry. I think it's a silver lining that we can take from this 
horrendous period that we've all been living through over the last six months and i think it's going to be really interesting to see where it goes and how in the medium to long-term future of the industry actually this can be a positive thing yeah definitely definitely i think there i think the the that wild change is sometimes scary and you know in the immediate term right now it seems very negative um i think in the long term change is always positive because we evolve from it and just look at like all the crazy opportunities that we're going to have now instead of um you know somebody just coming to exhibit and reaching just the thousand people at your event well now the exhibitor has a chance to make impressions to you know what i've been hearing a lot of which is um uh, you know uh, organizers saying our last year's event had a thousand people this year we had 10,000 people online um yes so i think that it's going to create these awesome opportunities for you know um uh, organizers to create more valuable uh, exhibition opportunities for for the providers. Um, what um, kind of putting in? I know this is really hard because like I'm going to ask you to like put on the Steve Jobs hat for a second, but you're, you guys are super <laughs> innovative and in kind of coming up with things. What do you think is like one crazy idea for what you think that um, you'll see in uh, in a future exhibition plan? Uh, you know, um, setup um, when it comes to it. Like, what what would be like your crazy idea that you're like, man, this would be so cool if I saw this kind of technology implemented into you know a future uh, you know a, a exhibition stands. Yeah, so I I do have an idea for this, and it's something I've been thinking about for a while. I am not an expert in this, so I don't know whether we're talking five years, ten years. 30 years from now I really don't but in terms of my idea and where I think the future of the exhibition industry and it's it's in line with what I was saying a minute ago about the hybrid event the digital physical elements I think we're eventually going to get to a point when the technology is ready whereby at trade shows that have a, a speaker element or presentation element we're going to start to see almost 3d hologram speakers joining from remotely somewhere in the world who don't have to be there on site but can still stand on stage and present to an audience at that event so that the organizers won't have to uh, pay their travel costs as they often do won't have to pay their accommodation costs as they often do and it's just going to be much better for the speaker who very often is a, a leader uh, a thought leader in their chosen industry um and very often they spend days and days and hours and hours of their life on planes going from event to event to event. If they can almost set up a, a home studio, depending on the technology, and present their topic to an audience on the other side of the world, but in a 3D hologram format, so it feels like they're there in person, I think that's going to be an absolute game changer for the future of our industry um, and events in general. And as I say, I, I don't know how far we are from this. I don't know whether it's a, a medium or a very long term uh, possibility, but certainly one day that's how I see uh, it, it going in terms of uh, speakers not being able to attend in person, but still having a very, very important part to play at these events. Yeah, man. That, I mean, that would be super duper cool. Yeah, like you almost get this uh, Star Trek esque experience where all of a sudden the hologram shows up at your booth and you have a conversation with it, and then that hologram disappears and maybe another person shows up, right? Um, I can yeah. imagine that in a lot of ways too. I mean, I can see like small steps taking that way, like right, like holograms or um, you know, while they're uh, you know. 
I don't think they're not necessarily don't exist. You know, they're, I think they're hard to do and maybe a little expensive, but maybe the future or the media future is just a very large format television or a screen that shows that person um, on there as well. Obviously, you know, no one wants to stare at screens all day. I think we've learned that with Zoom fatigue. But, um, you know, I think that uh, the exciting the exciting thing that could come from that is that baby step of that screen coming coming forward. Um, what, what sort of ways do you see that um, – Planners right now are getting caught up in these ex- exhibition setups and things like that, or I guess in general too, because obviously you've been doing this for in-person events as well. What ways do 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 people get kind of trapped in technology, and what are the common kind of pitfalls that you see when it comes to uh, too much technology or whatever it may be? When it comes to what you said like for example, overcomplicating the 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 the, the setup on it. What other sort of uh, technology mistakes do people make when it comes to exhibitions? I think in terms of the physical events that is mainly our expertise as a company, that's that's the side of the industry that we serve. Um, again, related to technology, related to what I was saying before, a lot of exhibitors now, when they're working with a stand builder, because stand design is moving uh, so far towards technology and there's so many innovative features that you can add to a, an in-person uh, trade show booth, I think, again, like I was saying with virtual before, exhibitors can sometimes fall in the trap of putting too much tech on their exhibition stand, on their trade show stand. And that can be anything from, I've seen stands that have got three walls and every single one of them is a an edge-to-edge LED screen that's playing graphics and videos on a loop all day, every day. So not only is that using a lot of electricity, it must be expensive to run, but if you're a visitor and you're looking at that stand, I've been there before where you're you're kind of watching it, all these bright lights, and after a while you start to get a headache because you just it's it's just too much. <laughs> um, and I think that it's it is a minority of exhibitors who do that, and for the most part, exhibitors have found that fine line between incorporating technology but also not moving too far away from the fundamentals of exhibiting at a trade show. Um, but that's probably on the physical side what uh, I've seen in terms of a mistake. I think on the virtual side, I think event planners on the virtual side, perhaps because this is also new, they don't necessarily understand all of the features that are available to them and therefore don't use them as well as they could could do. So they might have... Uh, an online platform supplier speaking to them, submitting a proposal to them saying, we can do this, we can do that, we can do the other. But the event planner, because it's probably their first or second time doing an online or a virtual event, they don't really know what they want. So they're just being guided by what the supplier has put in the proposal. And it's not necessarily what they want to achieve from their event or what they want to include on their virtual platform so they end up just having all these features that first of all they don't particularly want the visitors don't really have a benefit from it it's just kind of uh it's part of the package that the supplier has given to them so they've kind of gone ahead with it because they don't know otherwise because they've never done an event like that before so i think a little bit of education is needed uh in terms of what works well what doesn't on virtual events um so that these events can kind of have all the necessary features that they need to be uh, successful, but maybe get rid of the the gimmicky type events that, uh, not events, sorry, the features that maybe don't add a lot, but just look a little bit fancy, if, if that makes sense. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's so funny because there's that that like contra like it, it sounds like it's almost contradictory that we're talking about. Some people overuse the features, and then some people are not using enough of the features or not using them the right way. It it seems like the biggest kind of theme that you kind of brought upon is just this lack of understanding of how to use it and creativeness, I think, around how to use it too versus just taking it for face value in a lot of ways, which I think is uh, yeah. I think, a important piece of technology as a trend as a whole, right? Like, yeah. uh, you know, go back to the Ferrari example, you know, if you don't know how to drive the Ferrari, you should probably stick with the Civic, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Before, and... The worst issue is when you, you – yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not kind of a, a criticism because this is also new to us. I, I'm not going to sit here and say that I know all the features of, of a virtual platform because I really don't. I think we're at that stage where none of us really know what works and what doesn't. And overall in the industry, it's a bit of trial and error at the moment because it's so new and we're learning as we go. So I, I don't mean for this to sound as if I'm kind of criticizing people that they don't know how to use the platforms or anything like that. It's just a case of we're learning as we go and over time we'll get better at it. But right now, I think there's a lot that can still be understood more deeply and uh, utilized better. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Matthew, I want to I want to give an opportunity. Um, you know, I think we're going to oh, probably have you back on the show to talk more about this, especially as as the industry keeps evolving, because it seems like it's changing every minute right now. But I do want to give the opportunity because, I, you know, you guys are a budding event tech company and literally just growing so fast um, when it comes to, you know, what you guys do. And so I've been teasing at the entire show of what you guys do. <laughs> but your stand builder is like an awesome, incredible technology and service that you guys provide. I'd love to give the opportunity. Can you talk a little bit about what do you guys do and, you know, how can uh, planners start to utilize you guys? Yeah, I'd be delighted to. So, um, yeah, you mentioned there we, we are a young event tech company. We uh, we launched just over two years ago. Um, it, well, founded as a company, but we actually launched the service um, early 2019. So we've been going about a year and a half since launch. And what we do is we provide an online marketplace platform that basically connects companies who exhibit at trade shows with companies who build trade show stands, uh, trade show displays. So it's basically a one-stop shop online platform whereby as an exhibitor, you can post your requirements, your project details in less than five minutes completely for free. That gets shared with our global network of uh, suppliers and then they submit their proposals directly to you so that you can compare proposals, you can compare prices, you can find the ideal supplier for you whilst also benefiting from a fair and current market price. So the idea comes from my personal experience actually so before i set up the company i worked for a healthcare company who exhibited very regularly at events all around the world and i was in their exhibition project management type role so i used to have to plan 25 to 30 events every year from start to finish and it's through my kind of day-to-day -day frustrations of finding uh, stand suppliers all around the world that i thought there must be a better way of doing this because I was having to go onto a search engine, onto Google, onto whichever search engine um, I was using at the time and just literally typing in stand builder in and then whatever location we were exhibiting at, I was having to find companies one by one, contact them one by one, repeating myself um, a lot and basically when waiting an endless amount of time for these proposals and quotes to come through. Whereas I kind of took a step back and thought there must be a better way of doing this where I can 
basically publish or post exactly what I need and the suppliers come to me and did a bit of research nothing like that existed which I found very surprising given the size of our industry and basically just uh, took the plunge and decided to to make it happen myself so we yeah since we launched we've been doing very well uh, we've been growing uh, certainly in year one we were growing very quickly and our service was so well received in the industry worldwide uh, it, it went far beyond my expectations when we launched the service um, obviously this year has been a little more difficult with events physical events at least being cancelled for the best part of six months now but Having said that, we are still doing a lot in the background. We're doing a lot of work so that we're ready for the big bounce back that's uh, seemingly on the horizon. And uh, we're ready to, to kickstart again. And as soon as these events start happening physically again, we're, we're going to be right there where we were, hoping to help many more exhibitors plan their uh, their exhibition stands. I love it. I love it. And I think that, you know, it's it goes to show that you guys are uh, doing something right because all the big name companies, uh, if you get a chance, go to their site, um, which I'll give Matthew a chance to share um, in just a second. You guys have gotten some awesome clients already and tons of notoriety when it comes to everything. Um, and I, I think that uh, people very much want this kind of like – it reminds me a lot, and this is why I got excited when I saw this. It reminds me a little bit of like 99designs um, and the mm -hmm. idea that like you post what you need and then – other people are coming to you, giving you not just saying, oh, I can help you and, you know, um, and then you, oh, you have to reiterate everything again. But instead, they're providing you the work, the quotes, the, the, the ideas right away. So then that way you just don't have to waste time. And I think that anybody who is looking to save planners time is going to win in the future for sure. So I love yeah. it, Matthew. Um, Good. Uh, Matthew, um, when, when it comes to your stand builder, if people want to learn more about it, where do, where do they go? What, what's the best thing to do? Yeah, so uh, we have a lot of information on our website, which is www.yourstandbuilder.com. Uh, we're very active across social media as well. So you can see us on Facebook, on Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. We, we keep all of those very much up to date with company news. Um, so yeah, if, if you want more detailed information, please feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm always happy to uh, to meet new people, albeit virtually, and, and discuss the service in a bit more detail so uh, yeah lots of ways to find out more about what we do i love it and matthew if people want to follow you personally to, to stay on top of your thought leadership and uh all the awesome stuff you're doing in the exhibition space where can people go to find you so uh the one that i use the most is probably my linkedin profile so please uh follow me or connect with me um alternatively i i regularly write for a number of the industry uh media publications so you can more often than not see uh my thoughts and my up-to-date uh articles on on there um so yeah linkedin linkedin is probably the best one to keep in touch with me directly I love it. I'm, I've been using LinkedIn way more more often. I mean, I used it a lot, probably more than most people did. But now, like, it's becoming my favorite place to go to, and that's obviously how we connected too. So I'm, uh, yes. I'm just super duper excited uh, uh, that LinkedIn is doing so well. So, anyways, um, that's me just gushing over LinkedIn. Well, Matthew, thank you so much for coming on to the Event Tech Podcast, talking a little bit, just a real brief amount about what you do, but then also sharing your wisdom as far as where you think the future of exhibitions are going when it comes to technology and, uh, you know, where is this crazy world of events going to ever change? I think we'll probably have to have you back to talk some more wisdom as things develop and then also check in with you um, uh, maybe a year or so down the road after you guys have continued to grow because you've already grown so fast. I'm excited to see where you guys go in the future. But Matthew, thank you so much for 
for coming on the Event Tech Podcast. And uh, um, yeah, thank you. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm no, saying no, right no. now. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> no problem at all. It's been a pleasure. No, it's been really good to uh, to speak with you and to offer my insights. So more than happy to come back at any point. But uh, no, thank you for having me. It's been really good. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you also to the audience who is listening as well. You guys know what to do. You guys listen. You subscribe. Um, you know, if you want to find out more show links, all that stuff, just head over to eventtechpodcast.com. But I want to know where you guys think too. Where do you guys think the future of exhibitions are good? What ideas do you have? What technology are you seeing that got you excited? Shoot us an email, eventtechpodcast at helloendless.com or tag hashtag eventtechpodcast on social media or, you know, find us on LinkedIn. We'd love to hear from you as well. Um, thank you again to Matthew. Thank you to our listeners. And uh, let's get out of here. Event Tech out. Thanks again for listening to the Event Tech Podcast. Be sure to rate and review us on your favorite podcasting app. Also, be sure to head to eventtechpodcast.com and leave us a comment about this week's episode. We'll see you next week on the Event Tech Podcast.